Hi, welcome to the Veterinary Career Services Podcast, where we talk with veterinarians, specialists, and other professionals who share their insights about career resilience and career opportunities. I am Laura Anderson, your host and the CEO. I am so excited you are here. Thank you for joining us. Black Beauty Ranch is a renowned animal sanctuary located in Murchison, Texas. The sanctuary is located on over 1,400 acres and is home to over 700 domestic and exotic animals. These residents have been saved from cruelty cases, roadside zoos, the exotic pet trade, law enforcement seizures, and other threatening situations. The ranch is owned by the Humane Society of the United States. It is an integral part of the mission of the organization. The values of HSUS include to end the cruelest practices toward all animals, to care for animals in crisis, to build a stronger animal protection movement. Today I'm speaking with Cindy Gendron, Senior Director of Sanctuary Management for the Humane Society of the United States. I have recently joined the recruiting team for Black Beauty Ranch as we are seeking a Director of Veterinary Medicine and another veterinarian to join the team. Cindy, thank you so much for speaking with me today. I know that you are passionate about the work that you do and about the ranch. So tell me a little bit about your background. I believe you have worked with the Humane Society for over 10 years? Yes, that's correct. Um, Animal welfare is second career for me. I was a, a CPA in my first career life. And then I started in animal welfare um, about 15 years ago, working first at an animal shelter in management there, and then moved to a job with HSUS in January of 2013. For the first five years that I was with HSUS, I ran an organization called the Homes for Horses Coalition, which is a national coalition of equine rescues and sanctuaries. And then I moved into our Animal Rescue Care and Sanctuary Division in 2018 and began working on all of the programs where HSUS has direct hands-on care of animals. And then more recently, a couple of years ago, moved into the role of Senior Director of Sanctuary Management, where I specifically work with our three sanctuaries. We have Duchess Sanctuary, which is strictly equine species in Oregon. Then we have Chimpanzee Sanctuary in Liberia called Second Chance Chimpanzee Refuge Liberia. And then, of course, what we're here to talk about today is Black Beauty Ranch in Texas. So tell me about Black Beauty Ranch. What What's it like to be a part of the ranch? Well, it's a pretty amazing place. Not only is it beautiful, but the, the animals have wonderful habitats. We really you know, strive to make their lives as close to possible as they would be in the wild. And to see them get to experience that after they have previously had lives of cruelty or neglect is a wonderful thing. We really focus on the individualism of each animal and try to not see them as a species, but as an individual with their own wants and needs and and try to fulfill those as much as possible. It's also a wonderful place because of just the the passion and compassion of the people that work there, knowing that they've come from all different fields and backgrounds and have landed at Black Beauty Ranch with very much a sanctuary mindset and with hopes and 
dreams to give these animals the best life that we can for the rest of their lives. So you've touched on the culture of the ranch, compassionate, passionate, dedication. I would wonder, exciting? I mean, when I would when new animals or new residents are coming and um, just the thought of making their lives better. And that must be exciting as well. How else would you describe the culture at the ranch? Yeah, it, it's exciting, obviously, when you're working this closely with animals that you develop relationships with. There's a lot of emotions that go with it. You know, the highs are high and the lows are low, but that's what makes it an incredible job. And to touch on what you talked about as far as excitement, you know, obviously when we have big animal intakes, for example, um, at the end of May this year, we took in 23 animals from the shuttered public zoo in Puerto Rico, which had closed down several years prior to when the animals were released. And they were not living in the best of conditions anymore. Uh, funding had dried up and, you know, the the people that were still working at the zoo were doing their best to take care of the animals, but they just didn't have the resources to do it at the level that it should have been done. So a number of organizations stepped in to bring those animals to the states, and we were happy to receive 23 of them. And yeah, it was it was a super exciting time to load up the whole crew and go to Dallas to meet the airplane from Puerto Rico with with all of our new animals and load them onto trucks and and get them to the ranch, which happened, you know, to be arriving in the middle of the night. And, you know, but the whole staff just pitching in and being so excited to have them and and excited to see them start their new chapter with us that kind of touches on the excitement. And then also another story just about sort of the camaraderie at the ranch. This past year, we had GFAS person to come. So GFAS is the Global Federation of Animal Sanctuaries, and they accredit sanctuaries. And we are fully accredited with GFAS, and they do occasional inspections and visits and what have you. We had several new people on our equine team and someone from GFAS was coming to look at our equine facilities. And the people, even though they had no reason to be, were nervous. And everyone on the staff, without prompting from leadership at all, all the other departments, when they finished their day's chores, showed up at the equine center and pitched in, you know, made sure all the waters were clean and the stalls were spotless and everything was perfect <laughs> for the GFAS person the next day. And it was just very heartwarming that that was completely unprompted. And they did it on their own time after work. And they just, the whole staff went over there and pitched in to help out the equine team. That's wonderful. I mean, there's a common mission. Obviously, everybody's there to save animals. And um, you must have been very proud about I that. I was. I was very <laughs> proud about that. I think that's every leader's dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially because, well, like I said, we had a lot of new staff on the equine team. So it, it it's not that it was people that the rest of the staff had deep long-term relationships with, you know. They were just like, these are the new kids on the block, and we're going to get in there, and we're going to help them and, you know, do everything we can for them, which is wonderful. We are divided into four separate 
caregiving teams at Black Beauty. We have our equine team. Equine is our by far largest population. We have um, over 300 horses. And then we have a, a wildlife team that does more of the exotic species, our exotic hoofstock, big cats, bears, etc. Then we have a farm team that does our uh, other domestic farm type animals. We have pigs, sheep, goats, cows, and then uh, our primate team takes care of all of our primate species. And you have quite a, how many primates are at the ranch, Cindy? About 23 now, I think. When you're making rescues like that or new, there's a new intake, my guess is that the veterinary team is an integral part of that. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. All animals go into quarantine for a minimum of 30 days. When we're talking about primates that need, you know, additional testing, make sure they're clear of TB and what have you, you know, sometimes it ends up being longer. But yes, medical exams happen right away. And then the veterinarians are an integral part of getting those animals healthy and through quarantine and integrating them with their new family groups. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned in the introduction, Black Beauty Ranch would like to hire a director of veterinary medicine and another veterinary, veterinarian to join the team. And if I understand correctly, these veterinarians are providing the clinical care of all of the residents at the sanctuary, but they also have a role that extends beyond the boundaries of the ranch um, as far as animal welfare. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. You know, HSUS is a huge worldwide organization, more of humane HSUS and Humane Society International. And, you know, we're mostly known for and our strength is our advocacy work on, you know, changing legislation to improve the lives of animals. And, you know, as veterinarians for HSUS, I think you have not only your direct care, but also that larger umbrella of, you know, we're not just caring for these 600 plus animals. We're also trying to make the world a better place for all animals. And so, you know, speaking at conferences and collaborating with other sanctuaries. And, you know, there there's a myriad of things that our veterinarians have opportunities to do that you can't always find in a role that they would normally play. You know, even as far as supporting legislation, talking to legislators, even perhaps being an advocate or like a expert witness. There's all kinds of things that tie into our larger work. Can you tell me a little bit about the facilities of, for the veterinarians at the ranch? Yes, we do have a full veterinary clinic. We have a lab and, and do quite a bit of diagnostics in-house. We have a surgery suite and, uh, of course, offices for our veterinarians. And we also have a lot of field equipment because... Obviously, some of the animals we bring into the hospital, but much of the work we do in the habitats, especially when it comes to uh, the tigers and bears and what have you. So we have quite a bit of field equipment as well where we can do x-rays and surgery and what have you in within the habitats. So these opportunities really are... I mean, they're great for a veterinarian who is seeking to make a difference on, on a larger scale, 
who would like to see a variety of cases. I mean, you have such a varied list of residents at the sanctuary. Also to provide one-on-one care with all the animals. So it's an exciting opportunity for somebody who wants to make a big difference. Right. Yes. And, you know, I think one of the exciting parts of the job would be just the number, like you said, the number of species. Other than, uh-huh, other uh-huh. than perhaps in a zoo environment, it's it would be hard to find an opportunity to work with as many species as we have at the sanctuary, especially if you want to work in a sanctuary type environment. You know, many of the sanctuaries are more species specific, like primate or big cat, you know, so it's wonderful to have the opportunity to work in a multi-species sanctuary. And maybe, you know, in one day you might be seeing an iguana and an emu and a tiger, you know. It, uh-huh. So I think for someone that wants to get that depth and breadth of experience, it's the greatest opportunity. It sounds, sounds like every day is different. Yes. <laughs> every day is different. different. And there's an internship and a program at the ranch as well. I think you have 16 interns yes. that come through per year? Okay. Yes. We have animal care interns as well as veterinary technician interns that work specifically in the hospital. And we have um, a veterinary internship. So we always have a veterinarian on property that is working on an internship. So, you know, we get a lot of questions from vets about being on call and working weekends and nights and overtime and what have you. And I haven't found that it's been a big issue at all because we do have the veterinary intern that lives on property. So often it's just if there is some type of an emergency, they can handle it. And it might be just a call to the veterinarian to confirm, you know, what is happening and and what needs to be done. I feel like the number of times that we have to call in one of our veterinarians on their day off or during the night is few and far between. And certainly that addresses the quality of life issue that's very important for veterinarians today. Yes. Is there anything I've missed, Cindy? I mean, I get so excited when I think about the ranch and saving all these animals and promoting animal welfare. Is there anything that I've missed that uh, that we, we need to talk about? Um, well, a lot of people think, you know, East Texas, uh, I don't know if I would live in East Texas, <laughs> but, you know, it, it's a pretty cool area. Um, you know, there are lakes and, you know, a lot of recreational opportunities. You've got Dallas, not far away, Tyler, Texas, which is a college town, also, you know, 40 minutes from the ranch. It is fairly rural, but if you don't mind that rural lifestyle, just hop, skip, and a jump away, there are you know, a lot more things to do and some culture. And, you know, if you're into it, some wineries and craft breweries and lots of good things to do in the area. I'm glad you brought that up because that's so important that there's a, you know, a nice lifestyle outside of the ranch as well. Yes. Well, it's been wonderful learning more about the position and I'm excited to find the next team members for the ranch and to see what happens. So thank you so much for speaking with me. Again, I'm just excited to be a part of the team. So thank you. You're very welcome. And we are excited too. We can't wait to see what you bring our way. (laughs) Okay. Thank you, Cindy. (laughs) Thank you.